Everybody, this is Allie and this is Sage and this is us on the this too much podcast yay podcast about this is us sorry guys I just panicked not that you're gonna know because I'll cut it out but <laughs> nobody will know it's okay something popped up on the screen and I couldn't get it to go away oh, I couldn't figure out I was like you made a face but I was just waiting for you it's fine it was like this meeting is being recorded like I like I didn't press the button oh I was like, but I did. I get that pop up every time. Did you know that? Yeah, which makes sense for you as somebody like watching, but I'm like, I pressed it. It's funny. It was me. But welcome Yay. to our last episode in January. Woo. Oh my yeah. gosh. That seems crazy. I know. Season four, episode 11. Mm -hmm. A hell of a week, part one. I'll be honest, these three episodes are like one of my favorite three-parters. Yeah, I love I the three-parters, but I like this one a lot. I like the three-parters too, but there's always one. I mean, I'll probably love one the most. I think the next one I really love a lot, but like there's always one that I like the best. Yeah, I agree with that. I just remember like Randall's storyline was like probably my least favorite and even this one was still like good. Me too. Like, I felt like I really liked Kevin's, if I recall. I haven't watched it Shocker. yet. <laughs> I know. What and a I shock. think I really like Kate's, to be honest, too. Yeah, I know I know. I like Kate's because yeah. I just remember it and think mm -hmm. and liked it. But it's going to be great. It is going to be great. Great part. We're going to have Grant on again. I'm mm -hmm. trying to get Maddie with her busy schedule to come on. Oh, absolutely. That would be great. I know. We haven't had Maddie on since maybe season three at the beginning. So Yeah. Uh, yeah, we should have her on. I know. I agree. Um, but with that, would you love to give us a sage synopsis? Sure. So the synopsis for A Hell of a Week Part 1 says, Randall grapples with anxiety. <laughs> That's it? Period. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Um, I would also like to tell you that I didn't press, hey, skip this recap fast enough, and I had to relive the Pearson family fire, and I was like, <laughs> not something that I want to ever have to watch again. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. thanks. Twice was enough. Twice twice was enough. Third it was time dramatic. was not the charm. Yeah. No, thank you. Know, you as much of... As much as I think Memphis was a good episode, I also just don't think I could relive that. <laughs> no. There are just some... But I think that's, like, the best episodes. And I think that's kind of, like... It's like when movies are traumatic but really good. Like, uh, that was amazing. I acknowledge it. But I, I never want to watch it again. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Why put yourself through that? Why put yourself through it? I agree. <laughs> I don't know. So this is number one of our three parts of hell of the hell of a week where Randall is dealing with anxiety. Yep. Which He's grappling. is anxiety. Yeah, grappling. He's grappling with anxiety and he needs to go to therapy. Um I feel so like they could have put more in this. This I agree. I agree. Like it's like the aftermath of a break-in. Yeah. Or if you don't want to even put like that much detail, you could say Randall grapples with anxiety. Um, Jack and young Randall or Jack and Randall even um, spend special, special moments or something, Together or something. before bed. Yeah. 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 <laughs> something. I don't know. Like Jack watches The Shining and almost shits his pants when his kid <laughs> 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 that was cracking. Yeah, Jack's up. children scare the crap out of him. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca chugged some cough syrup. Like, <laughs> um, so with that, would you like to get into the episode? Sure. So we open up with Jack and Rebecca. Um, Rebecca's sick. Yep. And their children are jumping on the bed. And Rebecca's yeah. like, we shouldn't have read them. Hop on pop. Yeah. 
that was really funny to me. I loved it. Cute, yeah. Um, also, like these are the cutest, cutest. I know they're so cute. They're so cute. They're little faces. I can't take them. I know. Love them. Um. Yeah. So hopping on pop, hopping on the bed. Rebecca takes Kate to put her down. Jack takes the boys, tries to put them down. Um, Rebecca comes out of Kate's room and is like, I had to sing Wham! And I had to sing Queen is an Encore. You have no idea what it's like. <laughs> Jack's like, get it together and we could have the night free. <laughs> like, Yeah. Very cute. Um, do you know what was cute too? Was Jack's like turning out the lights and what he says to Randall and Kevin was sleep like kings. And I sleep thought that like was kings. so cute. I- his little face was just cute, even when he said, I don't know. I know. It was adorable. I love Ventimiglia, though. I know. I'm obsessed. I, I get it. I do get it. I know. I, yeah. Um, and then he says to Rebecca, like, you're not feeling good. Why don't you go lay down? I'm going to go watch The Shining, which I rented, and <laughs> just in the dark. And, um, you know, hang out alone and eat some cereal on the couch. And she's like, I couldn't possibly. And then the next scene, she obviously could possibly because she was yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then Jack's sitting there watching his movie and Randall comes in and scares the crap out of him. I just think it's so funny because he's like really enjoying himself. And then there's this like child in the shadows. Like, Yeah. <laughs> so funny. And The Shining is scary. It is scary. Yeah. Um. So then we jump to Randall, um, and this is when we where we kind of left off with somebody in the house. Yeah. Randall's like, "Hey, like, I'll give you, I'll give you whatever you want. Like, I've yeah. got money. Here's the money." Basically, yeah. says like, you know, yeah, I what love what Randall. What Randall says right here: "If you stay, you will not get past me." Is yeah. like this beautiful, and what I think is so like beautiful about this moment is like we can obviously, or I feel like the audience is meant to see that Randall is like shaking a little bit, like, and I don't think that guy like completely picks up on it, but like, I was just like, yeah. ugh, terrifying. And Randall says the silent alarm is like going off. You might the police, like you might be able to outrun them. Like, you know, you can go. <laughs> He's and very then, smart. He also like so points smart. out that he's like a councilman because yes. like obviously, I mean, it shouldn't be this way, but like if you're going right. to go after a politician, like right. the consequences are going to be right. like that much more severe. Surprised he wasn't like I was adopted and I was left in a fire station. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Stop. No, in- <laughs> I was adopted and my dad died in a fire. <laughs> just kidding I mean Randall is like really <laughs> sorry that was too funny for for me to go on <laughs> I'm so you're sorry. right I was shocked that he didn't try to say that in order to, <laughs> to get the <laughs> burglar to leave right oh, all God. jokes aside all jokes aside though Randall is really smart in this scene because as we see kind of later there is no alarm system in the house at all mm-hmm. he's just good at lying which good for him because i would be like there's an alarm system <laughs> i would have been dead um then we see rebecca and like there's a storm going on yeah and we realize that we're like in randall's nightmare and he's like yeah. screaming for like rebecca to come inside and she like isn't hearing him yeah um and then we hear like a fire alarm yeah. And he's having we, a panic attack. Like clearly, yeah. Like a panic attack. He goes to Beth's room and mm-hmm. Beth is like, it's okay. Like it's just a drill and like gives him a big hug. Mm-hmm. I also want to say, young Randall is such a good actor. I agree. Yeah. I love him. We see him kind of a lot, to be honest. We I do see him a lot, but he's we very see him more like, than like Kate and Kevin at that age, I think. I feel like that too. I do feel like. I feel like Kevin's the one we see least as a teenager once they're in college, but that's because he's away. Right. Yeah. But I don't know. Um, and then we see Randall again today, like mm-hmm. in now. Um, he doesn't think the guy took anything and he thinks that he caught him coming in, which mm-hmm. I think is so creepy later. I know. Um, he says we don't have a security systems. 
system. And the cop is like, I just want to warn you, like sometimes burglars come like two nights in a row because they know the family won't want to stay here. Um, we see he goes upstairs. The Annie's like freaking out. And then um, the older girls, especially Deja, like calming her down. Like we live in a big city now. There's cops everywhere. It'll be fine. Um, and then this is also when Randall tells Beth in the hallway that he wants them to go to a hotel and he's going to stay there for the night. Yeah. Here's my thing about Randall staying the night, though. He turns off all the freaking lights. All the lights would be on in that house. All the lights would be on in that house if I was staying there all night. Yeah. I feel like Randall's almost like begging for the them to come back, right? Yeah. Like, like he wants to like beat the shit out of them. I know. He wants some revenge, I think. Um, but he's he's watching Great British Bake Off to calm him down. And if there's anything that can calm you down, it's Great British Bake Off. It's true. It's the best. Um, so he's watching TV, he keeps checking yeah. the security cameras, and then we see him text kevin like any chance you're up and kevin yeah. immediately calls him right kevin saying why are your texts so formal <laughs> made me laugh so hard <laughs> you know what like honestly not to keep like being a kevin stan oh, know, but like man. this is randall's episode and kevin's the hero of it yeah i agree <laughs> but remember that i don't even know if this is technically like a big three episode yet but when kevin has his opening play i actually think it might be the first like big three one when kevin's play is opening randall calls him in mm -hmm. a very similar situation because it feels the same so like kevin's always like the hero to me yeah it's true kevin's a hero yeah um so then uh we see that, or Kevin says that he's in Pittsburgh, actually, for a funeral for Sophie's right. mom. Um, And Randall tells him, like, what happened. And he's like, hey, like, don't tell mom or Kate. Like, I'm really rattled. And he's like, I'm, yeah. I'm just upset. I, um, I was going to say. Kevin, he, like, lies to Kevin's face. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. Well, what happens is Kevin's like, oh, like, where are you coming from from the airport? And Randall's like, oh, it was like a work thing. I was in Boston. Yeah. Liar. Yeah. And I think it's because like he he's lying that that's like why he didn't like chat to Kevin. Like Kevin's like, do you want to talk about it? Like, I'm here for you. Right. Randall's I know. Like, yeah. That's why I like don't love. I don't know. I just really hate that i hate that he's lying to his siblings i do too but also like i get him wanting like i don't think it's his thing to tell yeah i agree but i think the other way to approach that is like listen it's not my business to tell you'll have to ask mom about it yeah that's how i, know, I would but that's it. still like giving them more information that she, i that guess if it was wanted. me though that's definitely how i would say it because i've said things like that before yeah <laughs> like, i know it's just a, it's a it's a sticky situation yeah it's mom's job to tell you that it's not your business like not mine yeah so funny but um, um Go ahead. So then we see college age Randall and he's yes. at Rebecca's house. He's fixing the washing machine or trying to. Um, and he's like, listen, you have to buy a new one. Yep. Um, it's not. Which, it's why broken. is your teenage son fixing your washer? I don't know. I don't know. Um, and he's like, hey, so like, is Kevin coming for your birthday dinner? I was thinking about inviting Beth. Um. Yep. And then he goes on to say, like, listen, I'm having some weird dreams. And then Kate comes in and she's on the phone fighting with Mark. Ugh, Mark. Yeah. Gross and Randall's neck. like, Randall's like, it's okay, mom. Like, I've been watching a lot of Dawson's Creek. They all talk like that. <laughs> He's not wrong, but this is different. I just um, think it's hilarious how... Um, Randall gets his like information about how normal people his age act by watching Dawson's Creek. He has no idea. Yeah. Good stuff. Oh. Um, and then at that moment also, Kevin and Sophie come early and Rebecca keeps calling Randall's underwear undies and it 
literally kills me because then Kevin starts calling them undies and I cannot dance. Kevin's like touching them and <laughs> they're <laughs> holy. You're holy undies. <laughs> I just can't. I can't. Rebecca's like at the holy undies comment. Rebecca's like, I keep telling you that you that we need to buy you new undies. And Randall's like, stop it. <laughs> it is like, I like it because it's, I don't know, the scene is like very real if you live in a house with more than one kid. Like yeah. everybody's just, and then we see Kate's door slam and Kevin's like, oh, she's still dating that doofus. Like, yeah. just lots of fun stuff. Yeah. Um, and Randall doesn't tell Rebecca about his nightmares with all yeah. the commotion of everything. Right. She like brings it up again, but like lets it go because he's, right. he's like, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. And then we see briefly toddler Randall mm -hmm. and Jack goes upstairs and lays by him because Randall's afraid of the monsters. Yeah. Yeah. Poor little guy. Yep. And then we see, um, it must be like the next night or that's what I presumed because that's what I thought too. It's another night. Randall's not sleeping, but we know it's like gotta be the next night because Beth is home now. Right. Um, and then we see him go into the office and Jay Wan's like, I expected you to take more than like a day off. And he's like, like, listen, like, let's move the town hall meeting because right. you seem like you haven't slept. You know, people are already not happy. They're going to be grilling you some. Like, I think that you need some time because you just went through something traumatic. Right. And he's like, nah, I'm fine. Like, yeah, it's totally fine. He, um, he says, I won't let this affect my work. I don't let personal things affect my work. And I was like, literally like, Randall, that is the most. That's the biggest, the biggest lie I've ever lie heard. You've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, you let everything personal affect your work. You wouldn't. Even everything be... is personal to you. That's yeah. why we're in this situation and you're a councilman. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. This is how we got here, bud. Right. Um, And then Darnell. Malik's dad comes into the office and he's like, hey, I heard you have an open door policy. Can I come in and talk to you? And Randall's like, sure. And Darnell's trying to talk to him about the housing bill and how it'll affect small businesses. All of these like very um, valid complaints or concerns. And Randall clearly is not paying attention because the freaking like ring doorbell thing keeps motioning, like going off that there's like a leaf falling or people walking past. Um, and Darnell's like, you know what? I'll just talk to you at the town hall because it seems like you don't have time for me. Yeah. And I get Darnell's frustration because I hate when people do that to me. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I think, and the, here's the thing is, I feel like if Randall had said, given more information, right? He he does right. say like, oh, like, listen, something's going on at home. Right. But if he had said, listen, we had a break in yesterday. Yeah. I just right. want to make sure everything's okay on the security cameras. Right. Darnell would have been more understanding, especially Absolutely. because like how we see him interact like later on in the episode. Like I think yeah. he's an understanding guy. Yeah. But, like, I really like Darnell actually. I think Darnell's yeah. a great person. Yeah. Um, I think he would have been very understanding, but I think like Randall is just like, so like trying to convince everybody, Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. So hard yeah. that. Right dumb yeah. but yeah it's just like communication because i agree with you i that's what i kept thinking i'm like darnell is like a very level-headed human being i feel like if randall would have just been like hey there was a break-in and i'm paranoid and having a rough time yeah like you don't even have to tell him like i'm paranoid like hey like right. we just had a break-in i i just want to check the security camera quick right right fine yeah um and then we're back at college college randall as i like to call him um, and he's listening to the Braveheart soundtrack to study with. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying not to laugh. Because like so nerdy. Um, and, um, Beth is like, next time I pick the freaking study music, cause I can't handle this like bullshit soundtrack from Braveheart. And he's like, what would you pick? And she's like, you wouldn't even know what I would pick. And he was like, TLC. And she's like, lucky guess. <laughs> and uh, which i'd pick tlc too who doesn't love no scrubs um but then beth goes to leave and randall's like will you please stay with me like and beth's like i've been staying here my roommates are starting to call me mrs pearson like i need to quit it and he's like it's totally fine i'm just like having nightmares and stuff and beth is like okay let me go get pjs and i will stay with you 
Yeah. Yeah. She's like clearly like worried though. Like, yes. I kind of like that. Like she agrees to stay, but she's like trying to figure out like, how can we solve this problem right. rather than just allowing him to like, like you can see the wheels turning a little bit where yes. she's like, I I can't stay here forever. Right. Yeah, like that's the best. I know. And then we see this like beautiful scene well, it could be beautiful, but it's not because it's trauma for Randall. This dream where Jack is like sitting there with everybody at the dinner that they had where Rebecca like overcooked and undercooked these stupid hens. And but Randall's like screaming in the dream because he feels like it's everybody's fine, but his dad is dead. Mm-hmm. Confusing. But Beth is the yeah. best, man. Again, yeah. just want to reiterate. Um, and then after that, adult randall is coming home but the alarm to the house is going off the security alarm but he walks in and he's like clearly panicking Mm -hmm. and beth is like i just forgot the code like it's fine like everything's good tell me they tell me the thing and of course it's his parents anniversary like a weirdo (laughs) and beth is like my favorite part is like beth's like you're gonna have to make it our anniversary because i can't remember that right why wouldn't that be your first thought because he's Randall. Because he's I know. obsessed with his parents. I know. <laughs> That's the problem is he's like so obsessed with his parents. that It's like a, to him, it's like a no brainer. Right. Yeah. It's just too much. Everybody else um, is too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then we briefly see him still not sleeping. And it's like two. It's like he wakes up every, every night at like 2 a.m. Or that's when we're like looking at him because that's when yeah. it happened. Yeah. Um, and then we see Beth and she's like, listen, do we really have to have weapons everywhere? She's like holding up a golf club and he's like, no, like things can start like kind of going back to normal. Right. And uh, Beth's like, oh, like I'm going to wear my new, my, my topaz earrings to your city hall meeting. And yeah. she's like, I can't find them. Like they're not where they should be. And Randall like immediately checks his box that's sitting on the dresser for his cufflinks and they're missing right. too. Yeah. And Beth is like, they realize he was in the room and Randall's like pit, like Randall's, I feel like Randall's like mad at himself kind of. And he's like, I should have dusted. And it's like spiraling. And Beth's like, we're going to acknowledge that this was a crazy week and we're going to have a real conversation about this after this town hall is over. Like I'm clearing my schedule and you're clearing yours. And we're having an honest conversation because this is out of control, basically. Yeah. But she knows him so well. Mm-hmm. Love her. Yeah. Um, so basically then we're at the town hall and they're coming at him. Like, listen, like yeah. you you ran as a man of the people and now you're supporting something that we don't support and randall's phone keeps going off and you can tell that he's like stressed he really wants to check it he's like not focused yeah um he's getting eaten alive yeah and then he's like listen like i'm gonna take all your concerns into consideration like i think that this is good for the district and i just want you all to trust me yeah like which is that's like a good way of like basically saying i'm ignoring everything that you are telling me because <laughs> i think that this is what's right yeah i don't love that um and then we see a very creepy dream scene which i hate and i think is so creepy like it's it freaked me out um but we see the guy like taking beth's earrings the creepy burglar man and then, like stroking the back of beth while mm-hmm. Randall's just kind of like sleep paralysis, like laying there scream crying. Mm-hmm. It's gross. Yeah. This is like very creepy for This Is Us. I do not like it. Like It's like creepy. Yeah. Um, so then we see Randall gets up and goes for a run. Um, and Darnell stops him outside. And he's like, yo, like Malik told me about the break-in. You know, are you okay? And Randall's like, you know, running helps. That's why I go for a run. It helps me, like, gain my composure. Right. And he asks Randall, do you ever do anything other than run? Like, have you gone to therapy? And then Randall's like, no, no, like, I don't don't do therapy. And Darnell's like, well, I think it really helps me. 
And Randall's like, you go to therapy? I love Darnell for this. Just like, I think like, I think there's like a weird stigma. I don't feel like there's a huge stigma with anybody going to therapy anymore, but I feel like there's less for women. Yeah. And I feel like for men, there's more of a stigma. There shouldn't be, but there is. Like, so I really like this moment. Yeah. I um, also like that Beth at the beginning of this scene, just to rewind a little bit, was like, I can't believe they came for you like that. Why can't you believe that they came for him like that, Beth? He's a politician doing right. something that they don't like. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. So he's like, listen, Darnell says to Randall, like, listen, like therapy doesn't have to be about anything super deep, but like, you know, just talking about the things that are going on in your life might help. Yeah. Um, and then we see young Randall. Yep. Like like uh, college Randall. And he's telling yeah. Beth about the fact that he keeps having all these bad dreams and how they started after his dad died. And Beth's like, I used to have like nightmares when my dad yeah. died about choking and like not having enough oxygen. Um, which is really sad, actually. It's really sad, but it's also like beautiful that she like is open in telling him this. Yeah. And Beth's like, why don't you talk to a counselor? Or like better yet, like I know this grief group. Um, maybe we can go to that before your mom's birthday dinner. Yeah. It's very um, sweet. And then we're back to like present day Randall and he's out on his run and he yeah. sees this woman getting mugged on the street and like yeah. attacks him yeah which i don't know why everybody is acting like that's not what he should have done because i'm gonna be honest with you i think it's totally fine that he punched this man several times he, yeah i don't know obviously there's underlying issues there right like right. i understand that as like someone watching it from the outside in however I think if anybody touches anybody without permission in like a nasty way, you have the right. If someone puts their hands on you, you have the right to also put your hands on them. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I get it. I think that what's scary here is like Randall has like rage. Rage. Yeah. Yeah. I think right. that's like scary. Like, I think like randall could have killed this man if he like oh i yeah i understand pull that. himself I get back that in like, and like when i think you, that's scary yeah like, like he when was out of control stop. yeah he out of control is yeah his emotions are out of control right yeah but i think he i feel like punching him once cool good for yeah. you but yeah and so then we see toddler randall again i think right yeah, Jack, like, and, leaves, and yeah. he, like, is immediately back out of bed. Yeah. he tries to sneak. He Jack tries to sneak out thinking he's done, and Randall's like, come back here. <laughs> like, Yeah. And then Jack says, like, listen, like, I know you're, you're, you're pretty little. Like, you might not get this completely, but your brother and sister are very high maintenance. <laughs> yes. Which I am sorry. Kevin is the least... High maintenance. I know. I'm like, what for the being, hell are you talking about? Being the literal movie star, Kevin is like not that high maintenance. Kate and Randall are the ones that, as children, like required so much yeah. like attention. <laughs> so I don't know what he's talking exactly. about. Exactly. I know. And I'm also like, this is a little bit like manipulative to be like, don't come back downstairs because I don't want to deal with your brother and sister. <laughs> like, right. I know it is put your emotions on hold because I don't want to deal with your other siblings. Yeah, it is. A, it is manipulative. And I think that's what they're trying to get at here is like Randall, like suppresses things because he felt yeah. like it was the right thing to do for his parents because right. Randall is the oldest child. Yeah. Trying to, even though he's technically, he's technically the oldest, but they say he's not. Yeah. But he he acts as the oldest child because he's trying to yeah. please his parents because not even the I will even give Randall the honorary title as I have before of eldest daughter. And I yeah. know he's not a daughter, but he certainly acts like it. <laughs> like yes, yes. Um and then we see Randall at the doctor's office and he broke his hand and the woman that it like that he talked to or that he helped is calling him a hero, which obviously I would hope she would be calling him that. 
my whole thing is like, it seems like when Beth gets there, it took her a long time to get there and she's like shocked. But I'm like, how long was that freaking run that like yeah. Randall didn't just go home afterwards to be like, hey, I broke my hand. Can you take me to the hospital? Yeah, that's true. I, I didn't think confused. about that. Like, I was confused well, about that because I'm like, you're both Beth off. was like at the dance studio or something. No, because didn't they? They both cleared their schedules. Mm, maybe. Confusing. I don't know. Maybe. They were having that big talk. They both cleared their schedules. Now Beth's like rushing here. Like she or maybe because because the woman called 911, maybe um, they insisted that Randall go in the ambulance or yeah, whatever. Maybe that's true. And she had Again, to meet how him. How far? How the f far away were they from their house? Like, did he go on like a fourteen mile run? Jeez, Louise. Well, Randall has we. He is that's known true. to go on ten mile runs. That's true. So. And left J one in the dust like a bad friend. <laughs> he also runs like twelve miles with Kevin. So oh, I know. Yeah, Randall. Um, and then we're back to college, Randall. Mm -hmm. And he makes like a funny grief joke about good grief. And then he says, I just need to get them all out before we go. <laughs> um, but then he gets a call from Kevin and Kevin's like being weird. And he's like, no, mom's dinner's canceled. Like something's going on with Kate and we need you to come out yeah. over here. Mm -hmm. Which I didn't realize this episode was ha like Kate's episode was also this episode. Yeah. I mean, Kevin's episode is also this episode. Yes, that's but, like, I didn't realize that's where we were, I guess. Like, until yeah. we got to this point, and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, like, what I think is so cool about this part one, part two, part three is, like, yes. this one's so good because it, like, overlaps. Like, all this stuff we'll find out by the third episode is all, like, happening, like, simultaneously. Sim yeah, I love it. Like, it's so good. I didn't. Yeah. I guess I didn't realize that's exactly where we were. I was like, wow, we're further than I thought we were. I know that sounds so goofy, but I'm like, yeah. whoa. Like, yep. I'm excited for Grant to do the Kate one because I think it's a really, really good one. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Um. So then um, we're back with Randall and Jay Wan. Yep. And Jay Wan's like, listen, like the other guy, he's going to be fine. You gave him a little orbital fracture. Yeah. Um. And no, no like, big deal. J one says pretty common. <laughs> are you? And then he's like, "Are you ready for this?" And they walk into yeah. Randall's office, and everybody's clapping. And J one's like, "Or the woman, this this woman." Yeah, like I feel a, like they focused a lot on her for some reason. Like, yeah, camera. like an aide was like, "How do you feel being a hero?" And yeah. Randall completely is like overwhelmed and loses it and like goes back to his house after just getting to the office, locks himself in the bathroom and like sits on the radiator in the bathroom and calls Kevin. I did think it was like a little dramatic. Like I could just imagine Randall like, why didn't he go to the bathroom at the office? Or but go like sit in your car. I don't right. know. Like I just thought it was funny to like he drove all the way back home to do like, like, to be completely honest with you, when I have anxiety and it's really bad like this or I'm having, like, a panic attack, it's the closest place where I can be by myself that I will be going. Yeah. Because I, I would just, not have made it home on, in a car. Yeah. I'm sure, like, the location <laughs> doesn't matter. Like, they weren't, like, thinking about right. it so much. But I did think it was, like, funny. Like, so what? He's, like, holding back tears for the next, like, 40 minutes trying to get across Philadelphia's traffic to get home. Like... I just thought that was funny. Um, exactly. <laughs> but then we see Randall. He calls Kevin, who is knocked. Yes. Whoa. 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 And we just, I mean, I know, I know the first time I watched this, I was like, oh, he must have just been still sleeping. But that's kind of weird because it seems like it's like midday. And then I was like, oh, it looks like maybe he was sleeping with someone. But I don't know. Well, they show the back of a woman. Yeah, at the yes, I, but I remember being so shocked, and I was a hundred percent convinced that it was Sophie. Yeah. Well, can uh, I want to because yeah, I want to spoiler alert a little bit. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so if you haven't seen these episodes, maybe maybe skip ahead or wait until you've right. seen all three to listen. Also, to we do find out. I would like to just say we do find out he was at in Pittsburgh for Sophie's mom's funeral at this point in time when Randall calls him. Yes. Yes. Which is why, obviously, I would think yes. that. But spoiler alert, 
he's not in Pittsburgh anymore, correct? Right. He's yes. back in LA. Yes, at Kate's house, I believe. Like yes. he's not even at his house. Yeah. So that's why this so that's why it looks like Kevin just woke up because he probably did because there's a three hour time difference. Right. So it's probably if it's like nine AM when Randall Right is calling him, it's like This 6 is so sneaky snacky. Like, I know. <laughs> and the woman is not Sophie. Is not Sophie. But there but... is another blonde woman. Yeah. So it's good. so good though. Like it's this so <laughs> good. Like so much happens. So like, sneaky. It's so Hell sneaky. Of Hell of a week. It really is for everybody too. <laughs> but yeah. And then I think it's really lovely. Spoiler alert over guys. But I think it's really lovely that Randall calls Kevin again and is like, yeah, I do need to talk to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And Kevin's like, let's talk. Like I went to Sophie's mom's funeral. I something happened here. <laughs> like <laughs> something happened. Shocker. A big yikers. Yeah. He broke bro code. He broke bro code. I would just like to say twice. Two times Kevin has done this to Kate. Spoiler yeah. alert. Um, but if you think about it two times. Bad brother award. Are you counting the first time as Sophie? Yes. Okay, but they were like six. I don't care. Like, bad brother award. He he did not care when he was that young. I know, but then he married her and Kate and her friendship like went down the tubes. Yeah, but her their friendship probably would have gone down the tubes anyway. Because I agree. Friends when they were like seven years old. I know, but then, spoiler alert, guys, they rekindle their friendship at some point in time on this show. Actually, I yeah. think it's the next episode. Maybe. But yeah, I don't know. Interesting stuff. Um, Yeah, but then Kevin's like, listen, man, I'm here for you. Like, I'll be here. We can stay on the phone as long as you need. Um. And then he says, I'm going to be the guy that gets you through this. And you see a flashback to Jack. And now Kevin's the one walking down the stairs. I know. And he's like, I'm afraid of the dark. Yeah. And and Kevin says, it's been a hell of a week. Yeah. It's so good. I just got goosebumps. So good. Me too. <laughs> I also realized I didn't pick a favorite or least favorite or a pop culture pick. Uh <laughs> <laughs> it's okay did you cry at all um i actually did not at all i probably will the next two i think i do too i think i will too but the the end almost got me just because i because i think it's really nice when randall and kevin are like getting along getting along yeah you know yeah um, i wrote in my notes i said um I wrote in my notes, everybody keeps calling Randall a hero, but the real hero here is Kevin. It's true. That's yeah. a beautiful note to have because it's true. Also, like, I get that they're talking about, or I get, I, the, 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 what was I going to say? I was going to say, you know, I think it's interesting that last episode we see that Kevin isn't speaking like Kevin, Kate, and Rebecca yeah. are not speaking to Randall. Yeah. But like Kevin's being like nothing but good to him right here. Yeah. But I feel like, again, not to be like a total Kevin stan or anything, but I do feel like. Hard not to be. It is hard not to be. And I feel like Kevin is never not. Like Kevin is always on Randall's side. Yeah. And I feel like. I don't know. Yeah. It just, I don't know. Yeah. I feel so like Randall, you... no one gives Kevin enough credit is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I agree. Would you like to hear my favorite and my least favorite? Part? I would love to while I'm writing my, while you figure right out now. yours. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So my favorite, I actually think are like the small moments between Jack and like little Randall. Um, I think it's like, kind of plot story like see here it's like pretty like under underlying but I think it's like just so sweet to see like Jack with like his yes. kids and like on a normal night and like I know like most of the flashbacks with Jack are like just normal nights and stuff like that that they remember but I do think it's like 
such a contrast because Randall doesn't start having like a lot of I mean he has some anxiety as a child but Jack's right. like really the one that like fixes Helps it right? like yeah. Jack comes to his rescue and we see like he does that in this this episode some like Jack comes to the rescue yeah. and when we see him as like a college kid having like all this anxiety and stuff it's after Jack has died right so it's kind of like I just think it shows like the before and after of like losing yeah. a parent and how that like yeah. affected him. And I think you're like, I think it's very interesting that Kevin now is that person for Randall. Right. Yeah. But I think it's really sad because when Randall's having that anxiety, like he has Beth, which I get, but mm-hmm. like Beth and Beth knows Randall's soul. Right. Yeah. Like I'm not saying I'm not taking that away from her, but like my whole thing is Beth doesn't know like, his whole life before Beth. Right. So like, I think it's sad that Randall has no one for a while because him and Kevin are not at that, in that place. Right. You know? Yeah. I will say my least favorite part isn't really a part. It's like, just like an underlying tone. Uh And I think it's like whenever Randall, like we can see him like spiraling out of control and we like, he seems at least as an adult, like self-aware of it. Yeah, right. Like I agree. he sees himself like going down this bad path, but he keeps telling everybody like, listen, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. And like considering the situations that he's like been in before throughout his life, like right. I just think it's like kind of unhealthy. And I get I th- like, I think it's a little bit irresponsible, honestly. Like I agree. I agree. Especially when everybody around him is like trying to offer him support, you know, like yeah. Beth is trying, Jay Wan is trying, Kevin's right. trying, like everybody around him is like trying to offer him the support yep. that he needs. Yeah. Even like Darnell, who's like, even Darnell. Yeah. That's stranger. yeah. A stranger. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and he's like, just denying, denying, denying. And like, I just yeah. think like, he's been here before like I it bothers me to see him like right it's funny that you're saying this because I was like how do I put that into words as being my least favorite part because it is my least favorite part because there's nothing in this episode that I like hate like I think it's appropriate like and there's no part where I'm like ick ick but that is kind of an ick for me because it's like yeah it's irresponsible what he's doing as an adult who knows that these are his triggers like yeah and and to he's me, seen like, the consequences of this before. Absolutely. And so, yeah. And we've seen recently, like, his daughter having some major issues because she's, right. like, she's gained some of that, these bad habits from him. And so he's, like, spoken recently right. to another person about how, like, you need to take care of yourself. And so, like, he's not even taking his own advice. So that's, like, my least favorite part. Yeah, I, just, like, I get that. Yeah. And I think like while you were saying it, I'm like, yes, that's that's what I'm trying to like vocalize, but I wasn't sure how to vocalize it. But yeah, it's like the irresponsibility of like dealing with your mental health kind of. Um, my favorite is different than yours, though. I do love those moments. I picked the moment where he's going to go on a run and talks to Darnell because I think that that's really um, I don't know. I like. I love men talking to men in moments of like vulnerability. And I think we don't get a lot of that on TV and stuff. And I think the more you normalize it, the more men's feelings are normalized and going to therapy and all of that good stuff. That's completely should not have stigma. Definitely is more out there and more like culturally acceptable. And I think it's just like a really lovely moment where Darnell, like putting politics aside or putting really anything like, like the, like I don't think Darnell doesn't like Randall. And I feel like even in that moment, Darnell makes that joke about his wife. How he's like, you know how she is. She can come at you. Like where she had some questions ready, you know, but I think Darnell thinks like knows Randall's a good guy Mm -hmm. and is just trying to help him. And like, I like that about him. And I liked that moment. I thought it was very nice. I thought it was good. There's some solidarity there, even though. Yeah. Like there's just, and maybe even validation. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, this is normal. Like, definitely, you know, so that's what I really liked. That was, that was my favorite. Nice. Good. Yeah. So I can tell you about my pop culture pick. Okay. I did pick um, one. I have a whole list. I just needed to pick one. <laughs> okay. Um, so my pop culture pick this week is um, the book Love and Other Words by Christina mm. Lauren. Um, Christina Lauren is actually two authors. 
They're best friends that oh. write books together, and their first names are Christina and Lauren. That's adorable. I love I that forever. That could be us. That's what I was going to say. That could be <laughs> us. We could just write a book together. They like have written like se- 17 books together or something. I know. I think it's so cute. Love that forever. <laughs> um, so the book is essentially about um, it's like best friends to lovers. Um, but love. there's like love a good trope. But oh. there's like a decade where they're not together. And so it's like them getting getting back into each other's lives like 10 years in the future with flashbacks into the past. Um, I read it because somebody had told me it was very, very similar to my favorite book of 2023, um, Every Summer After. Um, so I was intrigued to read it and compare them both. Um, I think that Love in Other Words was very good. I don't I personally didn't think it was like the better book, but other people disagree with that. So <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. So it was kind of fun. Um, the plot was like very similar in both of the books, but it was very enjoyable. So I'm excited. I put it on my list. So yeah. it's there. It's there. It was, they were kind of like soul touching books, both of them. So I love a good soul touching book, a romantic soul touching book. Yeah. Love it so good so how about you um so my pop culture pick probably came out it's not new new but it's like i wouldn't say like within the past year or two um but i watched it on a plane ride when i was on my way to texas and then i never recommended it on here and i just really liked it um it's another documentary i know i've been recommending documentaries like it's my job um wham sylvester stallone Well, get ready because Beckham. this one is called, yeah, Beckham. So good. Um, <laughs> this one is called Pamela, a love story. Oh yeah. It's about Pamela Anderson and it's so good. Like she yeah. is, I think I grew up. So, I mean, I was younger in the nineties, but I grew up like that the nineties and early two thousands are really when I grew up. Right. Cause I mm-hmm. was born like right at the beginning, like, like almost in the eighties. Um, but I, feel like and I feel like this still happens in society except people call people out on it more women when something happens like I think in the 90s when stuff would happen with women women would it would victim blaming is what was happening and I think Monica Lewinsky is also a really good example of that yeah um but Pamela Anderson basically I didn't know a lot of things about her and I just assumed that the sex tape that was released with her and Tommy Lee was something that they put out but she has been fighting since it came out because someone stole it from their house wow. and it's basically like revenge porn essentially um and they were fighting but they have never made money on that tape ever it's not wow. theirs someone stole it from their house mm-hmm. um And people were blaming her and then, like, basically calling Tommy Lee, like, a hero. And it's very gross. And she is just, like, this beautiful, free spirit girl from Canada that, like, came from nothing and, like, believes in love. And I I loved everything about her. She's adorable. Like, and recently in the press, I have come to admire her even more. Um, she went to fashion week somewhere and she was like, I just didn't want to wear, I don't want to wear makeup anymore because like being natural and aging is also like beautiful and also like a rite of passage. So she's like going everywhere without makeup on. And I love everything about this woman. Like, you know, but, but me growing up in the nineties, like, I think people, people made her this thing, which was like, she's sexy and a sex symbol and that's it. And she's dumb. Right. Like, and I don't like that. It makes me sad, but she was just wonderful. Like I was a big fan. I, yeah, you could watch it. And I like, wasn't a big fan of her before. It's not that I didn't like her, but it was really sweet. It was really cute. You just follow her around and she's very honest. And I like that about her. Huh? That's cool. It's on Netflix. Yeah. It's really great. So two lovey things for you guys out there. I love the book and Pamela Anderson's cute little documentary that i love yeah didn't they they just um did like a yeah show with lily james and sebastian stan yeah yeah 
Did she support she, that or no? No. Gotcha. Like they didn't even ask her. Like she, I think she briefly, I don't think she touches on it, but like I've heard her, um, she touches on it. Like she touched on it in the news or something, but she was like, I really don't have any interest because like that story is very private because it's gotcha. all about the person that stole the tape. Oh, and became okay. famous off of it, but it makes her look dumb. It makes their relationship look awful. And gotcha. Pamela Anderson's like, that's not really how it happened, and that makes me sad that no one like asked me. Yeah, you know, and that I think makes totally- me sad. I haven't watched it, but I was like hopeful that, you know, yeah. I think, I mean, I think obviously, like you know, I think sometimes the truth often lies in the middle of things. But like, oh yeah, think- definitely. You know, I just think it's like sad. It it made me sad for her. Even watching the documentary, she breaks my heart Aww. because her and Tommy Lee. I think Pamela Anderson has been married like four or five times, mm-hmm. and she was even like in the documentary, like he was the love of my life. Like even though it didn't work out, and there's something about that that really breaks my heart. Yeah, but it's really sweet. I really liked her. You should watch it. She was just cute. I will have to watch it. I'll put it on my list. Yeah. I have a million things on it, but <laughs> I know. I'm someday I'll get watching, around to all of them. I'm going to start watching what Sage recommended a couple episodes ago, which is the My Summer with the, what is it? My Life with the, yeah. with, with the, the boys, boys, with the Walter boys or whatever. I'm very excited. And if anybody's a, a book reader, um, it was written, that show was based off of a book and the book is currently on Kindle Unlimited if you Ooh. subscribe to Kindle Unlimited so you can get it for free perfect yeah love that i know i might read it now welcome to the book podcast where we talk about books and documentaries (laughs) (laughs) honestly like our next podcast probably should just be pop culture in general it would be great canceled culture (laughs) canceled culture i know so good love it we could do like well this is going to be one of my pop culture picks but it's fine we could do like a drunk history thing but we're just drunk talking about current events <laughs> you're really um, funny that you're could so- be bad i could get uh, that could get pretty political but that's okay. yeah i know yeah that's true <laughs> maddie, and I wanna, maddie and i want to create one called bible bitches where we just <laughs> talk about bible story but in layman terms where we're like and then mary was being annoying and annoying mom and being like can you turn that water into wine? And Jesus was like, please quit embarrassing me. Get away from me right now. <laughs> yeah. But he did it because we do things for our mom. <laughs> but that's just a sample of Bible bitches. <laughs> Bible bitches pod. Um, but anyway, do you have do you have anything else, Sage? Nope. I think that's it. Great. Well, thanks for listening to our last episode of January 2024. <laughs> Next episode will be in February already, and it will be Hell of a Week Part 2. If you have any questions or comments, especially about these kind of episodes, I really like when people, like, talk to us about their thoughts on, like, these three-parters. That would be fascinating. Please write to us. Yeah. At pod at gmail.com. I'd love to know your ideas about it. They're so good, in my opinion. Like, some of the best content the show puts out. I agree. I just, and this one especially is so good, but big fan. Big fan. All right. Anyway, everybody, this was us. This was us. Bye. Bye.